Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Good morning, everyone. Cold weather, don't you love it? We don't have it in Florida. Praise God. Uh, it's a short sermon, David. It's real good, so pay attention. Uh, we got a book table. We got stuff on the book table, books and stuff. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, what that book table enables he's allowed to do to go places that can't afford to bring us. And so about twice a month, at least once a month, we go to churches that are off the map. So last weekend, we were in Bonifay, Florida. You can't find that on the map. It's not there. <laughs> we went to a church that was 103 years old, Baptist. They never had a guest speaker. I was the first. We did a three-day seminar. We had home cooking every day. There's no restaurant in town. So everybody brought food. It was phenomenal. Felt like I got born again again. <laughs> and the truth is welcomed everywhere. We had two big old cowboys. There's a lot of ranches out there, a lot of cattle. Two big old cowboys came up crying and hugged our necks and thanked us for bringing the truth about marriage. And just tears, it's like, and so the truth is always needed. And so truth will set you free. Uh, several decades ago, I took my kids to Washington, D.C., take a week-long tour, visit everything. One of the places we visited was the U.S. Mint, where they make money. And that particular day, they were making $20 bills. Now, when I say $20, there's pallets, pallets of $20 bills. And so we're like three stories up into the glass windows down on the floor where pallets, all these $20 bills. And, uh, and so part of the tour is they take you through the building, huge building, and they take you to a section right before you go out. And the lady said, okay, now this is the section where we train FBI agents whose specialty is counterfeit money. In six weeks, we teach them how to find counterfeit money. But in six weeks, they never, ever see a counterfeit bill. They only see good bills. We train them to see and spot good bills. They'll know it's a bad bill because they know it's not good. We don't show them any bad bills. We just show them good bills. I thought that was the most fascinating thing I'd ever heard in any tour in my life. Our specialists for our government that find counterfeit money, they don't know a counterfeit money. They just know the good money so good, they know the counterfeit when they see it, it's not good. Which is why you need to be in a local church. Listen to your pastor. <laughs> Feeding on the Word of God, whether it's snowing, icing, whatever, we're going to church. It's what we do. So, uh, I'll give this to you. 
the, I, have, I have file cabinets. You cannot imagine how many file cabinets. Uh, in Tulsa, I have a whole office in Tulsa that you go in the back door, it's nothing but file cabinets of notes. Because I've been doing this for 40 years, a lot of notes. And so, uh, we, we got notes on everything. If it's been taught, I got it, and I've got two or three copies of it. And so, uh, what I do when I teach on marriage, I realize something. <sighs> marriage came first, children came later. So marriage is the most important thing in your, your life. It's a spouse that God gave you. Uh, I, talk, I imagine you go to heaven, you're going to be able to, Father, I want to thank you I'm in heaven. I want to thank you for your son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. They got me here. And second of all, Father, I want to thank you for my spouse. A spouse is a gift from God. Now, we deal with nothing but Christians. We only deal with Christians. And I have Christians come to you all the time. Mr. what's wrong with my spouse? What's wrong with my wife? I don't know. You tell me. And uh, so, well, we've been married for 32 years, and she, she's just never going to change. I said, no, she's not. He said, what? No, she's not going to change. You didn't marry you. You married somebody that's not you. <laughs> God looked at Adam and Genesis said, not good. Adam said, what's not good? You, not good. <laughs> Come here, I'm going to put you into deep sleep. So God put Adam into a deep sleep. Adam woke up missing a rib. In front of him was the centerfold of life. And he went, whoa. God said, I thought you liked that. And they went off to fellowship that day. <laughs> Problem is, Satan came into the first family. Got them fired from their job, evicted from the house. Kids started killing one another. That was the first family. He wrote a book about it. It's real good. <laughs> volume two's not coming out. You had to read volume one. And, uh, but halfway through the story is a great story called Silent Night, Holy Night, We Through Kings of Orient Arm. God sent a son to to save mankind. Now, some people in the Old Testament, like Abraham, they look forward to it by faith. We look back on it by faith. I didn't know you were born again. Jesus came and died for me on the cross. God raised from the dead. He's at the right hand of the Father praying for me right now. I can run boldly to the throne of grace, get mercy up in time of need. It's a great life. But I realized something. I love my kids. I love my kids. Ain't you we got eight kids. They're all adults out of college. We love them. But we don't want you living with us. <laughs> now, I don't mean this in a bad way because we love our kids. Uh, we spent just boatloads of money on them. We birthed them and bathed them, taught them how to talk and walk, diagram a sentence, pass algebra, get a date for the prom, <laughs> pass the SAT test, got a scholarship for college, got them out of college, pay for the wedding, pay for the honeymoon. But at every wedding, I held my hand down. I said, put your door key in my hand. I'm not being funny. I'm very serious. Angel, am I serious? I said, put your door, at every wedding, five girls, every wedding, put your door key in my hand. Don't you ever come back to my house unless I invite you. <laughs> I love you, and I got the cancel checks to prove it. I love you, but I'm done. <laughs> the Bible says parents lay it for the children, then children lay it for the parents. You owe mom and I. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. You owe us. I've never told my kids, I'll be glad when you're out of the house. No, I'll chase you down. 
because when I'm 90 and you're 70, you're still going to run into stuff you've never run into before. And I figure the phone's going to ring. Hey, Dad. Yeah, what you doing? Sitting here on the porch. You ever been through this? Yeah, what'd you do? And I'll have an answer for them. Because the family's family forever. But I don't want you living with me. I don't care if my kids move halfway around the world. And then we got great kids. We love all of our kids. They're all talented. They're all different. They all came out different. God's a creative God. And so they don't, there's no two that are the same. They don't have the same thumbprint, voice print, nothing. But they're gifts from God. I remember we had our first baby. I thought, she, she was ugly. <laughs> she was born face first. She had a big purple dot on her head like she'd been hit with a two before. So he's flat face and a purple dot and no hair. Now everybody was so excited, I thought, that's wrong. My God, that's ugly. Ain't nobody gonna marry that face. She's gonna be living with me, she's not it. She's ugly. Well, the spot went away and her face finally shaped up. She finally grew some hair. <laughs> And she's probably the most beautiful of all my kids. And she finally got her doctor. She's a college professor today. Now, shorten that story up because there are no short journeys. They're all long journeys. But the goal of the journey is to get to the finish line. <laughs> We're trying to finish and finish strong. So this is, a, this is, I'll read this fairly quick. This is called, It's Not Good to Be Alone. Not Good to Be Alone. Genesis 2.18. God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper who's just right for him. Now, the word helper is a two-part word. Hell, per. Because I've had nothing. I only deal with Chris. I've had so many Chris come to me. Oh, dear God, Mr. God, I've married the wrong person. I married on the rebound. I married too late. I married too early. I married an idiot. The whole family tree is full of nuts and flakes. Yeah, and they're yours now. And they're probably going to come to live with you for three years. Because I've had people come to me, well, they're not, we're not ever going to their house. They're not ever coming to our house. Oh, they're going to come live with three years. You have to support them. Because that's what family does. Things are coming because God has a wacky sense of humor. Number one, he gave you somebody who's your total opposite. <laughs> I said, it's Adam and Eve. She's different. She has things you don't have. She can do things you can't do. She can have a baby. You can't have a baby. God made you there's an old saying down in Texas, when two people are just alike, one of them is not needed. Whoa. So the longer you're married, the more you fight. And you realize, we don't agree on nothing. You're perfect for one another. <laughs> Angel and I, we, there's 12 years difference. We're celebrating our fifth, our fifth year. Five years. Yeah, it's, been, it's awesome. And so, uh, but, but I, we're very different. We don't, we don't agree on nothing. You know, I remember we were going to watch an old movie when we first got married, and we came in, Joe, you want to watch an old movie? Sure. So we had this big screen TV. So we sat down, and I said, what are we watching? And I didn't recognize the name. And so I said, getting ready to start. I said, well, how does it end? She said, I'm not going to tell you. I said, and I'm not going to watch it. I don't watch a movie unless I know how it ends. Why? Well, because my daughter drug me in to see the Titanic. The boat sank. People drowned. And they cried a lot. That's a three-hour movie. I told my daughter, I'd rather gone home and shoved a toothpick under my fingernail 
and sit there for three hours and spend eight dollars and watch that boat sink. I don't need to watch that boat sink. And well, it's truth. No, I know. And and so my kids, they just we get so upset because they all have college degrees. They're all smart. Well, that's a true story. No, 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 baby. I, I was just, I'm not going to watch anything to do with hell. I, I'm going to be in heaven eating dinner, sitting on a horse, come back with Jesus. I don't watch stupid. I don't sing stupid. I don't think stupid. I don't visualize stupid. <laughs> a famous old movie said, stupid is as stupid does. It's in the Bible. <laughs> that went over deep, didn't it? Let's get to the point. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. Whoa. Matthew 18, 19. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything they shall ask my Father in heaven, he will do it for you. Two is a powerful number, and hell knows that. You fall in love? I'm in love. No, you're blind as a bat and dumb as dirt. You're not in love. Love's the most expensive four-letter word in the universe. You ever tell somebody I love you, get out your checkbook, you're riding real, you bass boat, you're hunting dog. Pile it on the table and say, hey, sugar, I love you. Because if love's not costing you something, it's not love. So this comes down every year, Valentine's, everybody's getting excited, and most people are fighting. Well, this isn't what I thought. Never is. That's why you need to pucker up. I've shared this every time, but give me 60 seconds. When I married Angel, I've been married before. She'd been married before. So I made my mind up this time around, I'm doing this right. And so I told her, I'm, I've been there married for five years. Have I ever picked a restaurant? No. Have I ever picked a car? Have I ever picked a house? Have I ever picked a vacation? I don't pick nothing. <laughs> Why? A marriage is a funeral. Hallmark's got the card all wrong. It's just, I'm so sorry I heard you got married. Because if you don't die at that ceremony, you're a half-dead zombie. It's a covenant. You can't have a covenant unless somebody dies. So when I got married, I died. What are you going to do? I'll spend the rest of my life living for this woman right here. Angel's very good to me. Very good to me. We kiss a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the Guinness book is, but we're in there somewhere. We kiss a lot. That's all I got to say about that. Proverbs 18, 22, he that finds a wife finds treasure, receives favor from God. Ecclesiastes 9, 9, the wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil. First time I read that, I was in church. What? What? Yeah, your wife is God's reward for you. Oh, dear God, you've got to be kidding. What did I do so wrong? Did I sin? What did I do? No, that's, that's a gift. 1 Timothy 5, 14, I advise younger widows to get married. Have children, take care of their own homes. Whoa. Matthew 19, verse 4. When two are united, they become one. They're no longer two, but one. Let no one split apart what God has joined together. Well, what is that? It's called a marriage. Takes a while, but everybody realizes, man, man, I married the wrong person. No, you married your exact opposite as God's gift to you. They're going to think what you don't think. They're going to do what you can't do. They're going to know things you don't know. They're an asset. There's a, I've shared it before. There's a bumper sticker in Texas. When two people just like one of them is not needed. 
two never match. I was an engineer and did gears, things in factories for 12 years. You put two sets of gear teeth in a gearbox together that have the same number of teeth, you turn that motor and you're going to shear those teeth. Opposites attract. Opposites attract. You didn't marry you, you married your 100 degree total opposite as a gift from God to you. Whoa, that was so deep. We just, we got to pull back out of that. That's just too deep. Now, Men have three job descriptions. All men are lovers, leaders, and providers. Men love. Ephesians 5.25, husband, love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I'm a lover. I'm a leader. 1 Corinthians 11.3 is God's head of Christ. Christ over the man. Man's over the woman. Woman's over the kid. Kid's over the dog. Dog's over the cat. Cat's over the mouse. Mouse over the cheese. Pecking over the kingdom of God. But it's not head like boss. It's source. Jesus said, if you see me, you see my father. He turns around, man, with a Without me, you can't do a thing, but with me, all things are possible. A man turning on his wife and says, honey, what do you need? I'm either going to write a check for it or start believing God for it. Then also, I'm a, I'm a provider. Any man that does not financially provide for his family is worse than an infidel. He is this one who denied the faith. I can't deny the faith. I've got to do this. I've got to make this work. So, when my kids got married, I went through these three job descriptions. Guys, you have three job descriptions when you marry my daughter. My son knew when he married that great gal. Uh, you have three jobs. It'll never change. So get busy loving. That's what love does. So this is, a, this is from the public library. This is what I want to give you. This is from the public library. Boys and girls. As an engineer, I realized I started teaching on marriage that men and women just don't understand. We're so in love. No, you're not. You don't know what love is. You don't know. But you're going to eventually know. Because it's going to get expensive. Cost of living is going to go up. Gas prices never go back down. And she's going to not comb her hair every day or put the makeup on. He's going to pass gas as he walks through the hall. This wasn't what I thought. It's never what you think. You don't find a great marriage. You build one. Jesus did not find a church. He built one out of thumb sucking hell-bound sinners. Oh, so this is all from the public library, not close to this. Boys like things, girls like people. This is right out of the book in the public library. Boys like things, girls like people. Hmm. Boys compete, girls cooperate. That's true. Women value relationships, men value work. Men are lunch chasers, women are nest defenders. Oh. Brain tests show that when a man is reading, he's 70% of his brain is shut down. When a man's reading his newspaper in the morning, or late at night he's reading a magazine, ladies go down and sit down, well, he, he's, he's relaxed, I can talk to him. No, he's deaf. <laughs> if he's reading a newspaper, if he's watching a ball game, he's 70% deaf. American Medical I'm not making this up. He's deaf. And women all the time, you listen to me? No, he's not, he's watching a ball game. You love football more than you love me? I do right now, I'll see you later, the game's on right now. A woman knows her children's friends, her children's hopes, their dreams, their romances, their secret fears, what they're thinking, how they're feeling. Men are vaguely aware of some short people in the house. <laughs> Women have two X chromosomes, men only have one. Women see color men will never see. That's, don't ever send a man to a paint store, he's going to get the wrong color. 
It's, it's a medical fact. I'm not making this stuff up. Insurance shows that female drivers are four times less likely to be hit from the side in a car accident than a male driver. Four times more men are broadsided in an accident. That's because men have long-range vision. Women have peripheral vision. Men only see what's right in front of them. <laughs> That's why a wife will tear the dashboard of a car. Look out! Watch out! Here come. Woman, calm down. I didn't come close. And he, he didn't see it. <laughs> he didn't see it, ladies. You're his gift. <laughs> so keep telling him how to drive. Women hear five tones, men only hear three. That's why you'll hear a woman say, but you'll never hear a man say, don't use that tone of voice with me. And the mom think, what, 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 what tone? He didn't hear it, ladies. He's different. Between 18 and 24 weeks, when it's a baby boy in the mother's womb, I don't care if she got quadruplets, that body designed by God will produce a chemical bath that will wash over the developing brain of a baby boy, not a baby girl, and when that boy's born, he's either left or right brain dominated because that chemical bath designed by God will destroy 40% of the connection between the left and right hemisphere of the brain. A male's born is using one or the other side of his brain. He can't use both. Women are born using both sides. That's why men take, talk, take turns when they talk. <laughs> they can't talk and listen at the same time. That's why men yell when they get nervous. Because they think you're not listening. <laughs> Anyhow. A woman's skin is 10 times more sensitive to touch than a man's skin. That's why you see teenagers down on a date. The girls are always hanging off the guys. Got the arm wrapped up. And that guy's thinking, man, this woman's hot for me. She's hot for me. No, she's not. She do the same thing for a kitty cat or a puppy dog. You're not. You're nothing. <laughs> She just loves to touch, and that's why many a man had a wake-up call. Mm. A woman is four to six times more likely to touch another woman in a social conversation than a man's likely to touch another man. I've told this so many times. We go to church. I got five girls, so there's six women. Drive the suburban up, big parking lot, 12,000-member church. You got to walk forever to get in the building. Well, everybody take a bath. They got to go to the bathroom. Did you not go before we left home? So the ladies go in the bathroom. So John and I were outside. Worship started. Oh, gone it. We're late again. We're late again. And we're waiting. Women are coming in and out, coming in. Not our women. Not our women. And finally, our women come out. I'm not making this up. It's actually happening. So they come in. I'm getting ready to yell at these like, What are you doing? John wants you to meet Fredna and Betty and Betty Jean or Bill Frank Bob. I said, I don't care who you are. Shut up. I want to go to church. I don't, I don't care who you are. So I'm walking up to go in the back door of the church. I said, what are y'all doing there? What? What are you talking about? What are you doing? Like you sit at a table and exchange cards and stuff? Joe, do you not talk to them in the bathroom? No. No, I don't talk to them in the bathroom. I'm not shaking hands. I don't care who you are. I got, I'm taking care of business. I don't want to talk to you. It gets quiet when you say that. It never changed. I'll give you one more. The toothbrush test. This is my favorite one probably. Uh, I was in the army. <laughs> I was in scouting. Uh, when men brush their teeth, 95% of all males, American Medical Association, 95% of all males, when they brush their teeth, get right in front of the sink, feet about a foot apart. Research has shown if a man is right-handed, he'll brace himself with his left hand on the sink. 
And the research has shown he does not move his toothbrush, he moves his head. <laughs> to the speed of the water coming out of the spigot. So don't turn the water up too high, you'll knock yourself out. <laughs> a woman can pack a school lunch, wipe down a kitchen counter, give instructions to her kids, and not spit on anything. Women can multitask. So ladies, you didn't marry an idiot, you married a male. He's not dumb, he's just different. So be patient with them. You gotta just really be long-suffering and patient. So, uh, we're gonna do something a little different. I want everybody to stand up. Everybody to stand up. Now, if you're with your spouse, I want you to turn and face them. I don't care if you yell coming in the parking lot. Turn and face your spouse. <laughs> if you're here and you're not with your spouse, but you have one, you can do this by faith. If you're here with somebody and you might be like for them to be your spouse, you can do this by faith. If you're here with somebody you don't want them to be your spouse, don't do this. <laughs> I'm real big on confession. I think it's important you pray for your spouse every day. I did a marriage cruise one time, big church out of Michigan. We out for a week. We separated the men and women, 121 couples. Got the men outside, we, we separated the first night. I said, gentlemen, how many of you men, spirit-filled, how many of you men have prayed for your wife in the last week? 12 hands went up out of 121. How many of you prayed for your wife in the last month? I think five more hands went up. Well, if you're not praying for, who do you think is? If you're not praying for your spouse, they don't want to suck lips off your face. They don't want to yell at you. That's why most marriages are in trouble. By the way, before we do this, never take your spouse into their past. That's called cheating. They do not have a time machine. They cannot change a thing that they did or said or thought. So if you take your spouse, you always, you never, you should have, you could have. That's called cheating. Never take them into their spouse. Take them to tomorrow. Hey, honey, I think we can do this better tomorrow. I think we can fix this. But if you don't want to take them in the past, you don't want to win, you just want them to feel bad. Nobody wants to be married to somebody who wants to make them feel bad. And so when you leave today, don't quote a thing I said, you'll be in a fight before you get out of the parking lot. <laughs> don't quote a thing. Because I know what it's like. You're sitting out there, oh, thank God he said that. They need that. <laughs> no, God's a good aim. If you heard it, it was for you, okay? So, we're going to start with the men, and the men only face that love of your life. Look at my eyeball to eyeball. And I want you to say this after me. Say, darling, come on, man, come on, man. Darling, I love you. I promise you, according to the Word of God, I'll be a lover, a leader, and a provider to you, for you, and for our family. I will do you good and not evil all the days of our life. Forgive me of any sin I have committed against you or against our family. I receive that forgiveness with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Ladies and ladies only, darling, come on, darling. I love you. I promise you, according to the Word of God, I will be a helper, a manager of our home, and a lover to you 
for you and for our family. I will do you good and not evil all the days of our life. Forgive me of any sin I have committed against you or against our family. I receive that forgiveness with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Now pucker up and do what comes natural. Okay, be seated. Y'all can sit down. You ought to do this once a day. You don't have to do it that long. You ought to tell your spouse you love them once a day. They know I love them. No, they don't. They need to hear it. Darling, I love you. Now, I've said it. My first marriage, we got mad. We get to church. We finally got spirit-filled and learned the word of God. But it was a hard lesson to learn. Ain't not. We're on la-la land with us. I mean, it's just because we know. Now, we still can get, we still got flesh. I don't know, maybe four times in our marriage, angels, angels give me one of these. <laughs> Joe, I need you to go to your office. Yes, ma'am. I don't ever argue. I don't ask why, what's going on. Yes, ma'am. I go to my office. Within 30 minutes, every time, angel comes to me. Joe, I need to apologize. No, you don't, babe. No, I'm sorry, I got upset. No, you didn't. Come on, give me a hug and a kiss. I love you. And that's how we ended every time. Because you want to start a fight all wars start with words. All marriages start with words. All divorces start with words. Life and death and the power of the tongue. Got to get a grip on your lip. I don't care what you're thinking. And your spouse will ask, what are you thinking? Nothing good. <laughs> what is it? I'm not going to tell you. And they'll wire it out and then you'll be sleeping on the couch for three nights. Don't ever say what you're thinking. You're a blessing. Did you know that? You're the love of my life. I'm going to spend the rest of my life making you suck the lips off my face. That is my goal. And I've said it, angel knows I'm not joking. We're gonna, you're going to suck lips off my face, won't Because nobody, nobody has ever been as good to you as I've been. Nobody. It is my goal every day. Have I messed up? Oh, yeah, about five times I've had to repent. And, but I told him before I got married, now I'm going to make some mistakes. I'm not, I don't know what you think about me, but I'm, I'm going to make some mistakes. But I'm going to repent quick, forgive quick. Okay, we'll get back up. Don't let the sun go down in your ass. So, when you leave today, don't get mouthy with anybody. Just smile real big. What'd you learn today? <laughs> bow your heads. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Two questions. Are you here today? He said, Joe, I do not know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I have never, ever asked him into my heart, but God's been dealing with me, and I would like to do something about that today. Well, if that's you, I would like to pray a 30-second prayer over you right out of the book of Romans. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way. I'm not going to stand you up. I'm not going to call you out. What I'm going to do in just a few seconds is ask you to raise your hand, wave it at me, and put it right back down. I'm going to see it. God's going to see it. If you're willing to acknowledge you need a Savior, God in heaven will save you right where you stand. Old things will pass away. All things will become new. He'll make you a new creature in Christ. It's that simple. Or perhaps you're here today and say, Joe, I'm saved. I just haven't been living for God lately, but I've been stirred a little bit this morning. I think I'd like, like to get serious with Jesus. Well, if that's you, pray the exact same prayer we're going to pray with these other people. And God in heaven will forgive you every sin you have ever committed in a moment of time. He will take your sin into the depths of the sea, separate as far as the east and the west. There'll be no record of your sin in heaven. And God will make the devil pay back seven times 
whatever he stole from you. It will never get easier than this. So with every head bowed, every eye closed to Joe, that's me, I to get born again. Would you pray that prayer with me or Joe? That's me, I'd like to rededicate my life. That's your either account right now. Would you simply get your hand up, wave it up, and put it right back down? Joe, pray for me. I want to Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's there. Thank you there. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Yeah, right there. I saw that way in hand. Anyone else? All right. Hands down, heads bowed, and eyes closed. Here's what we're going to do. Those of you who raised your hands, we're going to pray with you. God's going to do the two greatest miracles he can do. He's going to save souls and forgive sins. So people, let's help them pray. Everybody in here say this after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I do believe he is your son. He died for me and you raised him from the dead. I ask him now, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me. Forgive me of my sin. I receive you by faith with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. The Father, with the hands that went up this morning for the first time ever, or a simple reaffirmation of faith in you, according to your holy word and their obedience is right now they are cleansed, forgiven, blood-bought, born-again children of God. Jesus Christ is their Lord that knows not their Lord anymore. They're your sheep. They're their shepherd. They will hear your voice, the voice of a stranger that will not follow. Lord, as they lead today, surround them with divine favor. May people begin to look at them with a new set of eyes. And Father, bring godly friends into their life that will strike iron and cause them to grow and become all you want them to be. We thank you for them in Jesus' name and all God's people said. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.